Thanks for downloading this episode of the Parent Stuff Podcast. My name is Evan Samenko, and I am the host. Each week, we bring you a conversation with a parent or expert to help you win as a parent. Today is another good one with my friend, Sean Birch. Sean has raised three kids that have been awesome. We are big fans of the Birches. They've been involved in Simple Church for a long time. Student ministry leader, Sean's a former youth pastor. And today we talk about his kids having a daughter that's getting married now that has gone off and been one year since that wedding and talking about that phase of life for older kids, as well as having a college student and a high school student. And then we talk about the technology side of things and things they did well, things they wish they hadn't done, and trying to help these conversations for parents now, looking back, that maybe they would have done differently or things that they are really glad that they did. So enjoy this conversation with Sean. Make sure you download and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. Get every episode each week to Parent Stuff and give us a five-star review. It helps people to find it, maybe easier to find when you search for it. So just give us a quick review. We appreciate it a ton. And thanks again for downloading and listening. I'm here with another previous guest, Mr. Sean Birch. Sean, thanks for being on. Yeah, thanks for having me. You did yeah. some hand movements, but they can't see it. It's a podcast. They're well, listening. Between the two of us. Okay, yeah, I like I like <laughs> that. That was the crowd roaring. <laughs> oh, that's right. The applause breaks out. <laughs> yeah. Sean is a parent of three kids, grown kids now, almost all out of the nest, mostly there. And you've been a frequent guest in student ministry for years, led a life group. We're a big fan of the Birches. We love you guys and just appreciate you coming on today to talk. So tell us a little bit about your age of kids now, stage of life y'all are in. Yeah, so we are in an uh, in, in interesting stage. We have one that's out of college, married now, uh, lives in Arkansas. We have uh, Landon, who's in college now as a sophomore, 19. Uh, and then we have Hannah Grace, who's a sophomore in high school. So we have three totally different stages in life you know, going on uh, where they are. And Jennifer and I have been married 25 years. Almost Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So, so anyway, so that's, that's kind of our, where we are. Yeah. Situationally. So last year we talked, I think right after you had your first daughter's wedding. Right. Your first wedding you planned. Looking back now with a year in hindsight, how was wedding planning? Would you have any tips for parents that maybe their kids are in high school, college to start thinking about wedding planning? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, the the wedding, the wedding parts, uh, it's interesting because, uh, you know, you, it's just like it is with anything. I mean, you, you have things that you would do a certain way and that you, you want to guide, but at the same time, you want to give them all the freedom to make the choices and, and let them do that. But so you try to balance um, how much advice do you give versus, you know, hey, let you make the choice and however it goes, it goes. But, but man, it was, uh, but as far as just going into it, um, man, it could be, part of it was very sad because, you know, you're transitioning out of, hey, this is a little girl that used to, you know, pretend she was Snow White and, <laughs> needed the prince to kiss her to wake her up or, you know, whatever, you know, from when she's little all the way to now you've got her being handed off to somebody else that you feel good about, but you don't, you don't know. Yeah. Right. And, and so, you know, you still want to be protective, but at the same time, it's been a, this year's really been a year of transition to saying, Hey, okay. I mean, you're, you're on your own and we can, we can deal with that, you know, and, but it's an adjustment, you know, going through all that, especially when you're as involved as we were with our, you know, in, in our kids' lives and, Oh yeah, I'm starting to tear up just thinking about Nora, and she's six. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly, exactly. You know, and you know, and then you know, they like the little daddy. Oh dance yeah, their daddy. And then there's all those sad songs that are out there about dads and their daughters getting married, and you know, those kinds of things. Butterfly but, kisses. Yeah, butterfly kisses. <laughs> Cinderella. Oh, you know, that was oh man, heartbreaker. Yeah. So, uh, but it was, but you know, it was fun. I mean, the reception part was was good. Getting to dance with her and uh, you know, just watch her and seeing her happy. I mean, that's the that's a part and just uh, really I'm proud of her and, and what she's doing. And, uh, but, but again, it's a, it's a, an adjustment. I know some people say, look, I can't wait for my kids to get out, <laughs> you know, and, and which, you know, that that's great. And we were more, man, we love having them around. We love being, you know, being involved and, and doing all those kinds of things. And, 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 and then there's people in between and, and sure. no slam on any, any one of those. But so when they go, it's like, okay, well, you know, how do you adjust to that? know and then you have this you know then landon walked out uh to college and not walked out in a bad way but just you know yeah yeah went off to college and he's only an hour away but still he's not in the house there's not those you know every everyday conversations and things like that and because you really lost two kids at once right i mean landon moved out and madison was well madison yeah she had moved out to go to school right but then she's officially like hey i'm out of here right i'm not (laughs) i'm not coming back now uh, but, but Landon, you know, he, he still comes back and, you know, we'll see him, but still to, it's a change. It is, you know, when you're used to going to 
soccer games or practices and you do all these things to church and, and all these things together and then all of a sudden they're not there anymore uh, doing that it, it, it becomes for us or you know well for me specifically i'd say it became pretty sad you know just like okay how do you adjust to but morning yeah yeah morning a loss yeah it's a little, a little bit on that side but then you still have, you know, we still have Hannah Grace. Right, and poor a, Hannah Grace being left behind. I know, and then so, <laughs> so, you know, her her best friends have now moved out and, and gone on, and so she, uh, you know, she adjusted that, but then we want to keep her involved and connected to people because the other two had each other, and they had Hannah Grace, and so they were connected within the family, but now Hannah Grace doesn't have that sibling. And that only child, that. yeah. Yeah, you know, so she may text them or FaceTime them or, you know, something like that, but it's still a little bit different, but... I just try to keep her connected with, you know, friends and church and things like that too. Uh, but she gets a lot of attention now. Yeah. From us. You know, uh, we're, never we're had. Bad. Sure. Bad. <laughs> she might not want it all yeah, the time. She's like, can we back off? <laughs> no, she's great about it. She's, she's, uh, she's awesome. Yeah. She's loves hanging out and with us. It, at least that's the way she makes us feel, whether she. Oh, yeah. And did. don't tell the other people, but she's our favorite babysitter. We ask her first. Wow. She can't always do it. But I know. She is I know. excellent. We can get that bridge fixed. That's right. It's a long <laughs> way over in Benton. Oh. Yeah. So, so no, so it's you know the period of adjustment and and honestly for me personally I'd say I mean it's it's taken a good couple of years to really just say hey what's the new normal sure you know, in this and and to be okay with that and to and to enjoy the fact that they are you know doing their thing and thriving and they're gonna mess up and they're gonna make bad choices but so did we you know and I mean how do I know now what maybe is good or bad is because of the choices I made when I I was their age going. Yeah, I thought this was going to be the best option, and it wasn't. Yeah. Know, or hey, this ended up working out really well, and that becomes a habit. So, uh, so anyway, it's kind of fun watching that, and uh, but then also just you know with Jennifer just saying, hey, what is it going to look like now, you know, for us to be able to go forward and you know enjoy life, and you know, is there a beach we want to go sit on somewhere today, <laughs> or do we want to stay here? You know, I mean, all those things. You know, yeah. That that come into play. So. Uh, anyway, but that's that's where you are. Yeah, and uh, try to get different perspectives. And we had yeah. Stephen Knight on, who has young kids in the same phase as me, and right. we want to have you on now to just right. kind of reflect back and look, and maybe offer some things to younger parents. I do think it's funny you talked about parents wanting their kids to move out. That's why you're on this parent podcast because right. you were somebody that did care about your kids' lives. You were involved with yeah. them. You want yeah. them to be around. And my dad always talked a big game about kicking us all out at 18. That you're on your own. You're getting out. Right, right, right. He didn't really mean it. Like no. he just <laughs> kind of mouthed off and say it. And I ended up staying and living at home through college. So I didn't. Right. move out but then I never came back right. but Aaron my sister graduated and came back and went to PT school and moved back in with them yeah so I always give a hard time that Aaron boomeranged back in right. that's right that's, <laughs> that's right and, yeah and how to manage that too I mean that's a whole different uh, oh yeah thing. but you know even talking about your kids so you know we Landon was out refereeing uh, at Bozier Parks and, and of course when we were leaving we saw minor playing soccer yeah that's yours oh yeah there. so this past uh Tuesday night uh we had dropped Hannah Grace off at dance, and we were like, well, what are we going to do the next couple hours? And so we were like, should we call the Semenkos and see if Nora's playing soccer? We'll go watch <laughs> You want to relive we'll it. We'll go watch her. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you yeah. showed up. Yeah. Well, no, this was just Oh, a different time. That, yeah, this is a different time. There you time go. We saw her, so. Yeah. You can come anytime. Well, I appreciate it. That's right. The Thunder. We had another win with Eliza's three- and four-year-old team this past time, no. coaching soccer, <laughs> because nobody else signed up. Right. They literally <laughs> sent me a guilt email every day to every person on the team and said, if someone does not be the coach, we're cutting the team. All nine kids will not play. Right. And here I am coaching soccer. Last second you gave in. That's right. I waited till the last day, <laughs> right. and every single parent has come to me. He's like, I'm so glad you signed up because I was going to do it, but I just didn't wait. It's like, right. I signed up at noon the deadline. <laughs> There's no way you were going <laughs> to yeah, sign up. Up. Jump in. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But it has been an experience, Sean. Yeah. And it's memories. We'll laugh. We'll remember. But no, there's some stressful times in there, too. Right. Well, three and four soccer. Shouldn't be too many stressful. I had my but... first angry parent. Oh, yeah. And the other team started hollering. Three and four soccer? Three and four. Unreferee. We just self referee. Kid went and picked up the handball and then pushed it in the goal. Okay. And the parent's like, well, the goal should count. He didn't mean to. And started arguing with me, and no, <laughs> use his hands. That's the one rule yeah, yeah, they're trying yeah. to teach him. So it's been fun, though. It's been mostly good. Yeah. It's hot. It, it is, is not little, fall it, soccer weather. No, no, it's it's not. We started games in August, and it was everybody was unhappy. Yeah. At one point in our first game, we had eleven kids or ten kids on the roster. Nine show up. You have to play four at a time. Okay. Out of nine, 
five of them were crying and with their parents off on the sidelines. <laughs> One kid fell and started crying, and I literally could even feel the team. Right. <laughs> okay, so you do have the. That's there's a little bit. That's in, right. Even in three and four. Because you can yeah. paint it with a rosy picture. I just remind you the reality of right, it a little right, bit. Right, right, yeah. No, but it is fun. I do enjoy it. And Nora's playing six two, and it's just a whole new era for us and phase. Yeah. This is the words we like to use around here. I'm just saying, if you're looking forward and you think they may like soccer, I just want to remind you, in high school, they play in the dead of winter yeah. outside. A little different. Yeah, so if you say, hey, I don't know about sitting outside in the dead of winter, then maybe you steer them towards something else besides soccer. Based but, on four weeks in, I don't think we're going to have any high school no, soccer okay. players. <laughs> not, not a concern yet. Right. I already see it in the leagues. <laughs> yeah, that's good. But it is a phase, and that is something we use. Uh, Orange is a ministry we talk about, and we do the phase project. There's some great books for every age. They call it a phase, and they walk through the those phases, and that's the phase you're in is the older kids. One thing Bill Allred came on and said last year that's really stuck with me, I can't think about a lot, is that the grown kids phase is the longest phase of any of the phases. Elementary school is going to be five that's or true. six years. High school is going to be four years, but you have grown kids, hopefully, for a long time. Right. right. And it is a different phase. So looking yeah. back now, Sean, with a married daughter, a college son, and a high school daughter, what are some things that you can look back on that you would say were parenting wins, things you did well, something you and Jennifer did together that you can say, hey, this is something that I think most parents would benefit from? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, there's obviously people, different people parent different ways. And some people are involved. Some people are not involved. Some people just walk out, you know, and kids never, never know a parent. Yeah. Um, my thing is, is we're the model for our kids on, on how to do life. And when I looked at people that, um, that I thought, Hey, they seem to have a pretty good family or they do doing some good things. Um, my perspective really came, are they developing character in kids that really centered around what God, what God has to say? Mm. Because there are plenty of options out there on what's the best way to raise a kid. And, if I go the the direction that a lot of things in the world says, is that going to be the healthiest for my kid when, you know, at the end of life, are they going to look back and go, man, I, I did things well and, and I lived well, <clears throat> excuse me, or will there be a, will there be a cost to go in that direction or is what God says really true? And, and so I guess for us, we decided, Hey, raising kids the way that we think God would with the character that we think God would want in them really was the priority. And so do we do everything well? Absolutely not. Do we do we blow it? Do we say things we shouldn't say? Do we put them in situations that they shouldn't be in? Um, do we let, let them stay in situations too long that they should have gotten out of? Absolutely. Um, you know, we've, we've blown it. We've made bad choices as parents. Um, our kids have made bad choices. They definitely are not perfect. But I think in all of this, we try to say, how do we live with integrity? But mm. the part of that is you've got to surround them with people that also believe that. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I'd say a win for us was having them consistently around people that also believe that God was important and that integrity was important and character is important and treating other people well is important. To love other people is important. Uh, even with all their personality differences, uh, how, do you, how do we do that uh, based on that? And so I would say a win for us was having people surrounding them that cared about them and allowed them to struggle, to wrestle with things, to laugh with them, to cheer them on. Uh, and, and I think those things were, were very valuable. And, and so then it also becomes how do, we, how do you maneuver through life knowing that you know, when they're in middle school and all of a sudden if they're a girl – there's a whole level of drama that comes along with that. and Not ready for that, Sean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, in, in, in elementary school, maybe you're on the same page with, you know, your friends and, and their, right. their friends' parents, and you feel like you're on the same page, but then middle school hits, and all of a sudden, you know, I don't know if it's a thing where you say, you know, where parents wrestle with, well, I don't want my kid to be left out, or I don't want them to feel socially awkward, and so I'm going to let them go to participate in certain things, and but sometimes there's a cost, you know, and so wrestling through all the things like, okay, how do I, how do I parent my kid, keep good relationships with other families, but at the same time be able to say, no, you can't participate in that because we don't agree with it. Uh, and sometimes you hurt people's feelings because you say no and they feel like you're 
you know, like we need like a judgy, church, yeah, the church person, judgy, yeah, all that stuff, and and so there's cost to that. But then the kids also have to have to make those kind of choices in life. You know, they've got to decide. Hey, there's some people I really like over here, but but maybe maybe there's going to be a heavier cost if I go that direction, and, that, and so maybe I have to give up that that friend or that activity or whatever it may be because the cost on it's going to conflict with the character I'm trying to have. Friends determine the quality and direction of your life. Hey, amen. some might say, yeah, there you go. And so, um, so having enough people around that can encourage them in the right way is important, you know. And that's, on, in let's say student ministry here. I mean, what's been good about it? I mean, when you and Mallory were there uh, doing it, um, I don't know that there was a bigger influence in Madison's life than you know Mallory at the time. You know, being her small group leader and and her taking an interest in in Madison and you always being there for, for our kids and and that kind of stuff is important, you know, and then you you know, you get into high school, you know, we have Jonah and Laura right now, uh, in high school and um, you know, Laura is a huge influence in Hannah Grace's life, you know, in that. And so so anyway, in not just the, the paid staff, but also the volunteers. I mean there's yeah. there's people in Landon's life right now that were leaders, you know, during those years, uh, that that he still talks with and some on a regular basis that still are connected with him, but try to live with integrity and do things well and, yeah. and encourage. And so, so if I were to say, you know, just looking back, you know, saying something to maybe a new parent is when you get done parenting and you look back and say, Hey, did I develop a kid with, with character and things like that? Are you willing to make the choices that it's going to take to get them there? Because it's easy to say, Hey, let me slide here. Let me slide there. But those this could lead them down the wrong, down the wrong path, and right. Uh, but to also surround them, surround them with people that that do have that kind of character, and um, and if they're not involved in church, if they're not connected, and I know sometimes people are like, well, I don't really want to do that, but but figure it out. I mean, there's a place for them somewhere, you know, whether it's, whether it's here, whether it's somewhere else, whatever. But but to have them in a good connected community, yeah, uh, that helps develop that. So so anyway, I would definitely. Uh, Encourage that is you know what do you want your kid to be and then just make the choices that follow up with that. Um, That's great. And it's and it's not easy. It's not. And let's get into that because yeah. we can peel back the curtain a little bit. Yeah. I think there's might be a confirmation bias. I completely agree with that. But the people that I ask to do this podcast right. are parents or experts or people that I respect. I look up to. I've right. personally seen. I know your kids well. We're big fans of your family. Right. But every single one of them talk about the involvement of church. And I think there is a direct correlation. Right. And this is not to be judging. This is not to slam somebody else. But the best students I saw through student ministry, the parents, the ones that I really wanted to be like when I grew up and became a parent, the parents of kids now that I want my kids to be around are the ones that were involved in church, yeah. that they made an effort to do that. And you talked about it not being easy. Right. There would be times that I'd come to you, and to your credit, you were a life group leader for a long time. Right. You were willing to lead a life group to invest in not only your kids, but then these other kids. You didn't always want to do it. Right. <laughs> there right, were times right. that it was hard, and you thought about maybe taking a semester Angrily. off. I'm sorry, <laughs> and, but you did. And right. to your credit, you would rally, you'd come back, and you did have a little time off, I think, in there for a while, right. but now you're back helping Hannah Grace some and right. being a part of it. And that's the kind of dad I want to be because I completely understand now the side of, no, I don't want to coach soccer. Right, <laughs> I, right, I would right, rather right. be home. Yeah. I would rather be on the sideline and not have the headache. Yeah. But I'm trying to make those choices and seeing people like you that modeled that really mean a lot to me. And I know a lot of people and a lot of teenagers now you touch. Just driving over here, you were talking about there's a guy that was in student ministry that was in your life group that now is doing this job. And these people become adults and they remember the influence you had in their life. Somebody influenced your life. Somebody influenced my life. But somebody's got to be the one to do that and keep following up and keep being the influencer. Right, right. And it's not easy. (laughs) No, it's it's not. But uh, and, And, you know, sometimes it's easier to... You know, when you're giving time, maybe as a coach or as a life group leader or whatever, I mean, you see certain people a shorter amount of time. So you're not doing every day when they're absolutely grumpy or I'm absolutely grumpy right. or, you know, whatever. And so you, you see a little more of the best moments. But um, but being involved in, in my own kids' lives, uh, again, we're going to be the primary model for them, especially in their younger years. And But even older, when they make choices and, and for us to be able to question, hey, where did that come from? Why did that, you know, what made you think that might be a good idea? Why are you even, you know, what is it that you're debating through this? But to give enough grace to them, because that's the other thing is think back when you're, when you're a teenager, you know, what were the things you wrestled with? What were the insecurities you had, you know, when you're in middle school and all of a sudden your feet are bigger than your head, you know, or your ears are growing faster than the yeah. rest of your body. And you're, you know, and you're like, well, do I look okay? You know, do I look normal? Do I not look normal? 
you know, you wrestle through all those kind of things. Um, am I going to be liked or not liked? But to be able to guide them through keeping character to the point of saying, hey, I'm going to be who, I, who I'm built to be and not give in to maybe the social pressures that are out there. Um, but to look long-term saying, hey, how, how am I going to do this well? Yeah. And, you know, but to be involved in, in the kids' lives. But but honestly, you know, just I love their friends. You know, we love their friends. We we want to see great things for their friends too. Right. Um, <clears throat> you know, again, if you remember when you were a teenager and the stuff you struggled with, it's like, I mean, how, how could you not look at them and go, man, I, how could I best love you through this situation? You know, or, mm. and guide or encourage, whatever it may be. And But I think that also helps you to give them a little bit of grace and, and say, man, that may be the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But I, I kind of remember what it was like to think that way and to struggle with yeah. that. And it's empathy, right? I mean, that's yeah. a big kind of trendy word right now. Is it seems like there's a lack of empathy in a screen generation because right. it's easy to say something hateful or mean on the screen. It's a lot harder to do it in person. Right. But putting yourself back in somebody's shoes, remembering it real time in my life this morning. We walked to school. We're in a neighborhood school. Nora's on a scooter. She's been riding a scooter. This morning, we go to get the scooter, and she's like, I don't want to ride the scooter. My friends are all riding bikes. I was like, you haven't practiced riding your bike. Right, <laughs> You're still right, on training right. wheels because you never learned to ride your bike. Yeah. You didn't want to. Yeah. And she's like, well, I'll just do it this morning. I was like, no, because the last time we tried to ride your bike, you quit halfway and I had to carry your bike. <laughs> and so I'm trying to put myself back in that. And she had a, a not a good morning. Right. She was unhappy with me. I said, we're going to practice riding your bike on Saturday. Right. And if you can do it, we'll go. But I'm trying to put myself back in. All of a sudden, her two best friends are leaving her on the bike. She doesn't want to ride the scooter. That's kind of dumb to me. I don't care right, <laughs> if I'm right. really honest. Right, right. But I care about her. And if right. it's a big deal to her, I will try to make the effort to practice riding bikes and get her to where she wants to be on Saturday. Right. But my first instinct is <laughs> it's dumb. Yeah. Get over it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but the fact that you, you know, and maybe you did. I don't know. Maybe you started yelling at her. I, I didn't. But, I didn't know okay, yet. Okay, good. But but if our first instinct is, you know, how could you be so stupid or what a ridiculous idea or, you know, whatever the situation, I mean, somebody spills a glass of water out of clumsiness or whatever on a, on a table, you know, and you, and you go snap. off on, you know, yeah. you snap, you know, I mean, it, the stuff happens and sometimes it's carelessness and they do it over and over and it just gets frustrating. Uh, but I've knocked over glasses, you know, on a <laughs> guilty, yeah, you know, and so, so to, to act like they should be different is, uh, I think sometimes we go a little strong on it, but at the same time, mm. it sounds like, your situation i mean you you didn't get angry you i mean you maybe were frustrated inside but it, but you explain it well like hey right. here here's situation and great call okay look trying yeah it's every I, day I mean, i'm not saying i do it right want, all the time right right but if you want to ride the bike we'll, we'll practice but for right now because it cost me something i don't right. want to spend my saturday practicing and watching her melt down riding the bike right but i know if we don't do it she'll never learn yeah exactly and it's hard and it's not enjoyable in the moment but right. we want the long-term result right and that's what i think for me that i'm really thinking about of what is the short term versus the long term? Right. What are we doing now that's going to help her to succeed in the long term? Yeah. And it's a day by day, <laughs> one thing <laughs> right. at a time process. Absolutely. Absolutely. But that's probably where the biggest problems come is when we get worn out. We're just like, I'm tired. I'm tired of addressing that, or I'm right. tired of this. I'm, you know, and, and I've we had tried a long multiple time. times this summer, and you didn't want to ride your bike, and now all yeah. of a sudden, you want to ride. You want to ride? Yeah. So. Anyway, and it's, that's parenting, right? Yeah, that's parenting. There it is, right there. But the short term, the long term transitions into technology because that's something we're thinking about too. This whole season of parent stuff, it seems to be the number one thing when I'm talking to other parents that are raising kids that are going through it of all ages. My kids now getting on the iPad versus kids getting cell phones. Elementary age kids getting cell phones now, younger and younger. And I very clearly remember your kids. This was a point of tension with social media and phones. <laughs> right. They were right on that kind of cutting edge of when is it allowed and when is it getting on. And it didn't always go well because Mallory, <laughs> my wife, was Madison's small group leader. And I do right. very clearly use Madison as an example without saying her name a lot and right, remember right. these conversations. <laughs> yeah. So, what was that like in your house deciding, figuring out technology? I mean, exactly what you said. I mean, there's, again, when you're, when they're younger, a lot of parents are on the same page, but once they start getting older and it, whether it's technology, whether it's, do you wear makeup? Do you go out on dates? What's the appropriate age for that? You know, those, whatever it is, uh, there's going to be some tension, especially when they want something a little different than, than what uh, we're ready to go with. My, my thing is on the, on the technology is what's, what's the point in, in giving it to them early. Um, and people may disagree with this and that's fine. But if you're giving a if you give a cell phone to an elementary school student, um, I mean, what's what's the point? Uh, you know, some people say, well, I want them to be able to get in touch with me. Okay, 
um, what about all the other that, that comes with it? Do you want them seeing? I mean, I remember um, some parents that had a young girl that was, uh, I think it was an iPad. Actually, they were they were using, and walked in, and the, and the girl was young. I don't remember how old, but young, uh, maybe like your kid's age, and had somehow stumbled upon a porn site that just had a bunch of naked ladies all over it, you know, and and they're like, I mean, you know, what happened? You know, how did how did that happen? And and so, but I look at it and go, okay, what are they going to gain in elementary? What what are they going to see or be a part of that's going to make them stronger character wise? Or is it just socially you say, hey, I just want them to be able to know what's going on around. Well, maybe elementary is a little too too early, you know. And, and that let them be let them be kids. They they don't need to be twenty. Yeah, you know, let them be eight. Let them be ten. You know, in that in that situation. And and it also helps them to interact with others better. I think you know, not having technology in their hand. You know, at all times. So yeah, uh, but but yeah, it's it's tense, especially when you know middle school, and I can't remember what grade uh, that we ended up saying okay they could have them, but um, but when it gets there and everybody else is starting to have those, and and then they say, well, I can't communicate with others, or I can't, you know, people can't get in touch with me. Um, I mean, heck, even even church. I mean, we we play games. I was guilty of that, right? Yeah, yeah. And it really talking to y'all, it made me think about it because you want to be trendy. You want to play to the ones right. that are on social media or post right. stuff and doing it. Right. But then at the same time is when is that age? Cause that's I did that middle age. school and that's right on that line. I right. typically every year I would ask and at some point try to see, and it was almost, it was, gosh, it was probably 30% of them had phones when I started in 2010. Okay. And by the end, when I was not doing it every year in 2019, it was probably 80 to 90 percent. Wow, had yeah. phones in middle school. Every middle schooler. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a shift. And so, which those numbers even say? I mean, if if you decide to hold out on the technology in their hand, they're going to be 10 to 20 percent of the people that. So yeah. That's good. They're, so they're, and they're going to know it, and everybody else. Oh, they know it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else is going to know it, and and so anyway, so we we did hold off, and you know, for a while, and and again, I can't remember what grade we finally said, okay, you can. You can have that, and then we uh, did the thing where, okay, only a certain amount of time that you can have it each day. Um, and we had one of our one of our three said, "I want you to put a time on it because I know that if I get on it, which blew me away, right? You know, but one of them that's good parent. You race uh, something in there. Well, I don't know. The other two didn't do it. So <laughs> it got through to one out of yeah, three. one out of three. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but said, "Hey, can you put a timer on it?" Because they knew, you know, they would they'd be on it too much. And then there's moments where. Like maybe they go to camp or they go somewhere where they just get time away and then they come back saying, you know what, I feel a lot better when I'm not on it, mm. you know? And, and so, and I think all of them have said that at, at some point and then they get back on and, and yeah, get right, back right back in it. Yeah. Sure. Um, so anyway, so I would wait as long as, as, uh, you really can. Um, which yeah, I, I'm not a believer in kids having them in, in elementary school, um, unless there's some amazing reason why they need it, but I just, I just don't know of any. Uh, that they absolutely, uh, middle school, uh, again, I know the pressure is there, uh, but if you can hold out a little bit on, on that, then I would, uh, I would definitely wait, uh, there as well. Um, and again, I think it's, a lot of it is just because it stops the interaction with other people. Uh, I think that they don't communicate as well with people anymore when they do that, but then they also are looking at it and, and judge themselves based on what they see others putting on Instagram or whether they're good enough, not good enough, happy enough, whether they, what they should be doing or not be doing. Uh, it's not going to just be limited to just their friends that they see. They're going to see other things. Uh, part of the technology thing we did too at, at first is uh, we would have to approve any app they put on their, on their phone or iPad um, just to kind of see what it was. Uh, friends at first, we, we had to say, hey, if somebody asked to be your friend on one of these, let us see it uh, at first to see because, I mean, there were some people that, we knew what they had on their on their pages and things, and we just said, "Hey, we." So you followed your friends or your kids' friends. Well, if our friends, if their friends ask us to be friends, then we would accept, but then we would ask to follow back. Yeah, you know that, but we would never initiate, you know, with with their friends. Uh, we would always, uh, but sometimes, especially early on, like maybe like maybe Madison would say, "Hey, you know, I don't have it, but can I use yours to get in touch with?" somebody else and so we'd right. say sure you know so they would do that play a game in middle school yeah evan it, is making you yeah yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah there you go wasn't bringing it up but yeah so so something like that and but out of that uh you know some of their friends would say okay hey let me follow you know miss jennifer or you know whatever yeah and so and so 
but anyway, you see those, and then you know you see other people posting things that you follow, and, and so you kind of it kind of keeps you connected. It's shocking to me because I run the Simple Church account, do social media, right, right, and people forget that when you let Simple Church follow you, Simple Church can see all the things you're posting. <laughs> That's right. And there's times that I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the Simple Church account. I gotta gotta yeah. just keep scrolling past that real yeah. fast. That's right. That's funny. Yeah, I'm sure you see see some things. Yeah, they mean well. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, so so that was it at first is, you know, being able to for us to to monitor that. And uh, again, we just wanted there's that, that fine line between helicopter parenting but mm-hmm. also having a nice balance of going, Okay, I do want to know what's going on as I guide you. Right. Um and so try not to overstep, which sometimes we do. I was gonna say, do you feel like you Yeah, sometimes sometimes I feel like, okay, you know, maybe that was too much. You know, maybe we went too far with that. And other, Can you think of an example of a time that you did too much? Um like this was something where it's like, hey, and I should have done that. As far as technology goes, um yeah, I d I don't know. I put you on the spot. That's fine. Yeah, I was yeah, just curious. I'll, yeah, I'll have to I'm yeah, and there's somewhere there. Because I think about too, like you guys more than a typical parent being life group leaders, right. you were around and there was a reason to even be more involved than others. So you probably did get more exposure and more connection to Madison or Landon's friends and even Hannah Grace's now yeah, that yeah. you were involved in doing. And you're not being creep, trying to stalk right, them, right, but right. you really are invested in the lives of these teenagers so you could see more and have more access right? and then probably see more than you wanted to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, and again, their personalities come into it where Madison was more, hey, can can y'all back off a little and let me have some space where you guys aren't there? And you know, and at first you're like, well, why? Why do you want? <laughs> what do you? Yeah, what are you trying to do? No, but but some people are just wired that way. They sure. say, hey, let me let me have a little space. And so we, you know, we, we were working on giving her a little more space on that. Where sometimes you know, Landon and Hannah Grace were like, hey, why don't y'all come too? You know, or you know, I don't mind you being here. Or, hey, aren't you coming? Or you know, and sometimes we'd say. Let's give them a little space so that th- that we're not there. But that's a win as a parent too that they want you around. I mean, just yeah. to credit you guys, and I know you yeah. probably wouldn't say that and brag on yourself, but I know a lot of parents of teenagers that they can't stand their parents and want them around. And you right. guys are fun, and people enjoy being around you guys, and your yeah. kids want you around. It's awesome. Yeah, and and I, you know, again, I'm not saying they want us around 24 hours. A day, sure, but I also don't. I mean, we don't necessarily want them around 24 hours, a day, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, at that, as much as we love them, and they love us. But but yeah, so so we try to respect that, and then there's times. You know, that maybe one of them or two of them or whatever, maybe we felt like, look, we got to push them away a little bit because we don't want them to cling or to mm. feel like they can't operate away from us. So we would try to step away from certain certain things. But again, that to me, that's where church stuff is great. You know, if they end up going to Six Flags or they go to do something, but they've got to do something where they operate and make decisions on their own, but they still have people around that can... right. <clears throat> and other loving adults. I mean, yeah, that's what exactly. we always try to say is good student ministry is a loving adult plus time. Right. And so right. you guys were that to a lot of other people's kids that right. I know for a fact that parents would ask. I was like, are Sean and Jennifer going on that trip? Because right. they felt better when y'all went. Yeah. And there's other leaders now that do that. And I think about Jonah right. and Laura. And yeah, that yeah. it does help to have those other adults you trust that are with your kids. You know you can trust them and speak into their lives right. and try to get them to do the right thing. Right. Yeah. And and so, so I think that's part of, you know, the... Try not to be overbearing, <clears throat> and sometimes we can do well. Sometimes we don't. Uh, is to be able to step in there. Um, you know, when it came to technology, again, it, it's tough. Do you feel like it changed from Hannah Grace now with what you taught and did with Madison, as far as technology? Yeah. Um, they're wired a little different. You know, if if sure. if um, if to, to Hannah Grace, it was not as important as it was to Madison. So it, so it is a little bit. But it's a little bit different um, as far as there are different apps maybe that are out there that are more popular and that they that they do. And she tries to stay on certain ones as opposed to my Snapchat. I know a lot of people are on Snapchat, and it's a big it's a big deal. Um, there's a lot of ugly stuff that goes on on Snapchat. Sure, you know, and and it, you can't really monitor it very well. Right, uh, it's designed not to. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, which is the whole purpose of it. Um, which again, I mean, just being humans, I mean, we're going to lean towards doing stuff we shouldn't. Mm. You know, and, and looking at stuff on there that we sh- shouldn't see, you know, be a part of and fill, fill up our minds with who we are. And, and so is, are we strong enough to say, Hey, because of the stuff that's there, I'll cut that out. Knowing that 90% of the teenagers have it. I don't know. That's, that's a tough. Well, it's really interesting too. And kind of the psychology behind Snapchat, if parents don't know or don't familiar with the app was it came out as a counter to Facebook and Instagram, because when you post it's permanent. 
right. and you start thinking about job interviews and 90% of employers will search your social media. Right. So you present a face and an image and a way that you want to be seen on permanent Facebook and Instagram, but on Snapchat, you can be yourself. Right. So there is bad stuff that happens, absolutely no doubt. Right. But I know a ton of people, my sister, the youngest sister, Emily, is all about Snapchat, but it's because she doesn't want her embarrassing, dumb, silly stuff that she sends right. Right. to be permanent. And yeah. so there is this backlash to the idea of you've got to have everything out there that everybody can see, but it leads to yeah. <laughs> bad choices a lot of times. Well, so, so here's and, – and I get that. I really do. Yeah. <clears throat> the trade-off is do you want your seventh-grade boy on Snapchat right. knowing that at 7 o'clock at night there's going to be a an icon there of a half-nude lady that he can click on and now all of a sudden is exposed to all the Absolutely. All and so, so you go, okay, so how do we – how do we balance between I want them to have a place to be with their friends and be be dumb and do sure. that kind of stuff? Is it worth the trade off of going? But but the chances are extremely high they're going to click on that at some point and they're going to go through that. Right. And then and then some people would say, well, that's just boys being boys. What if they What if that gets hooked on? You know, they get hooked on it and then all of a sudden that becomes what they see and now and now that becomes how they perceive women and that perceives how they want to have relationships and they perceives how they want to have marriage because I mean, when we were younger, I mean, you know, we'd find stuff on cable TV, you know, the, the, the fuzzy movies, channels, the fuzzy <laughs> channels, and you'd switch the cable box back and forth until it came in clear. You, you know, people, there were certain friends that could get the movies, you know, and you go and you throw them in or certain dads had magazines, you know I mean? So you have it around and, and I mean, it's like, you know, bugs to a light, right? I mean, you're, right. you're attracted, but that becomes There's a higher barrier to get to it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, even seeing all that stuff when, when I was younger, but the imprint it puts in your mind, I mean, I can remember the first time I ever saw, you know, a dad had a Playboy magazine and took it, you know, a bunch of us got it, took it out back to this fort that we had, which tells you how old we were. <laughs> we took it out there and we're like, oh my gosh, you know, and so, I mean, but I can still remember that day from when I was that young mm. because it puts that imprint. Well, do you want to purposefully expose your kid to that? And that's where technology- Create more risk, yeah. yeah create more risk. And so- so that's where I think technology then becomes how far do you go to say no to your kid on having something like that, knowing that that's a wide open field right there that you can't monitor at all. And then they go down that road and, and you're not going to know because they're going to hide it from you uh, unless they at some point slip up or they say, hey, look, this thing's eating me up, uh, which not a lot of kids do. Right. Is it worth that trade off? Um, and so when we look at technology from our from our side, we looked and said, hey, are there those opportunities? How strong are those opportunities there? Because we can't shield them from everything, but we're trying to guide them in a way that says, hey, if we can make it through this far enough to where you can buy into this as your own belief, that that's stuff you don't need in your life, uh, then they can start making that healthy decision, you know, themselves. But even as adults, I mean, it's still hard. I mean, sure. sitting there, I mean, you know, you go, man, I could easily tap on something and, and look at that. And so, so even just trying to do that in our own lives, I mean, you know, just saying, hey, how do we do that well? Uh, sometimes it's just avoiding things like Snapchat. Yeah. Um, and the sad thing, and it's, hard, it's not sad, I guess, it's the reality is most of the time, and this is a theme we say just about every week on Parent Stuff Podcast, right. it's really hard to be a good parent if you're not working on yourself. <laughs> you right. just fix your right. kids if you're not leading, by example, yeah. and doing those things. Yeah. And it's tough because most of the time we think it's kid problems, but we got to work on our own stuff. Oh, no, exactly. And, and, I mean, they know. You know, they know, you know, and – you know, if, we're, if we've got a temper, they know that if we're too soft, they know that, you know, if we're we, to push. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they know. And so being able to apologize to them and say, hey, I blew it on this is a, is a big deal. And, and to reaffirm them that hey, it was me, not you. Or, you know, I mean, at times it's, it's a good thing to do, um, I, I think. But but the technology, again, and it's not just technology, but it's but it, that becomes the tension with a lot of decisions in parenting is, if I let them go to this, I know socially it's going to uh, allow them to be in a certain situation, but it's the trade-off. At what cost? At what cost? Yeah. What's the trade-off? And and we leaned more towards the conservative side of saying it's not worth the cost. It's not worth putting it out there and, and doing that. And, and so, you know, we made that decision for, you know, technology for a number of years. And when they got older, let them decide. And did it ruin your kids? <laughs> did they become well, social pariahs? And, 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 <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, okay, so are they, you know, did they get warped somehow because they didn't? Or or do I feel like they're better off? I feel like they're better off. You would know, you think they would say they are? Um, I don't know if they would look at it and say, because you didn't let me have Snapchat. <laughs> but, I, but I think it, but yes, I, I've, I have had, you know, 
Madison's come back and said, hey, thanks for mm. the way that you guys did. I didn't always like it, but thanks for the way that you guys raised me. Absolutely. Because you know, it, it really did um, shape who she was and, and things like that. And so, and let's just stop for every parent right now that's fighting those fights, that's a teenager, that is a middle school kid. Right. There is that chance they come back. Hopefully they come yeah, back hopefully. and say it. Yeah. Now, I'm sure they'll also, you know, they'll, they'll also, you know. When they have kids of their own, too. Yeah, I'm, wait, I'm waiting on that to happen at some point <laughs> but, but but i mean they're gonna say hey i wouldn't have done things like that you know or or whatever you know because they're they'll know everything at that point <laughs> so, but but no but but uh but i know that i really do know they're thankful you know and, and they don't and again don't always agree but if you want your kids to have a shot at at living a godly life and to attract other people that have that same kind of character and to live life well like that then then i think you got to do your best to model it yourself. Don't make excuses for, you know, the sin that we have in our lives. Don't make excuses for it. And, you know, it's just the way we are, you know, no, I mean, we can all, we can all shift. And it shows you care. I mean, at the end of the yeah. day, that it's an intentionality is a word that we also like a lot that right. you have to be intentionally parenting. It doesn't just happen on autopilot. Right. And you could just be easier sometimes to say, ah, you know what, here, take it, do whatever you want. I'm not going to manage it. I'm not going to check right. your apps. I'm not going to do it. Right. You just leave me alone and go because I'm tired. That's and, right. Go do your own thing. But yeah. hopefully that translates in most kids when they grow up. I know my own parents, same thing of I'm thankful. I look back and I've told them now as an adult that that showed that interest, even though I didn't like that. My mom was super strict and make not let us watch stuff at right. the time. Right. Nobody likes it at the time. Yeah. But I get it now. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's been it. And, you know, and so, you know, we're we're not we're trying to raise kids that understand the world but have a desire to to impact the world in a positive way right and so that doesn't mean that you go and you judge everybody else that's not living that way or that doesn't have that kind of knowledge or doesn't experience life that way it just says man see them through god's eyes that's really what we're trying to do and, and that was our prayer a lot of the times is you know help us see life through your eyes which doesn't mean that you go out and go well my friends are all you know getting drunk this weekend and dancing on tables and, you know, and whatever, you know, it, it and, and judge them, but it, it, in some ways you want them to ache a little bit to saying, mm-hmm. Hey man, I, I know that there's a, that they could find more joy and something different. And, uh, but to see them the same way that, that God does and, and that they also see themselves not as better than anybody else, that they are just as broken and messed up and, um, and in chains and, and, and hurtful and, and all those things as anybody else, but they've just been, forgiven and they've been given grace and a brand it's start. grace and truth right right it's the tension most of the time yeah. the pendulum swings and it's either all grace and everything's fine right or it's all, all truth, truth and everybody's Everybody. going to be judged and yeah. it's really hard yeah. to live yeah. in that middle that's right that's right and so that so that tension really is the uh is where we try to try to live in um and again sometimes good sometimes bad well based on what i've seen you've done a good job of it because your kids i think are awesome and do that really well oh thank you and that's again why you're here it's a blessing it's a blessing for sure so let's get real practical because one thing that i use you guys in another example a lot you were the first ones i remember talking about having to check your phones in and docking stations and just maybe talk about that a little bit of how that worked because actually in TechWise family this book i really like that's something they recommend so y'all were ahead of the curve on that oh Uh uh-huh well okay and i'm gonna jennifer gets all the credit on this one because Again, I lean more towards the, ah, just whatever. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. You know, and, and I mean, I had a telephone, you know, in my room when I was, you know. A, a, corded phone. Yeah, corded phone. Yeah. <laughs> People don't know what that's they like. don't know what that is. Yeah. We've never had a home phone in Nora's entire life. Right, right. She'll never know never what it's know. like to have a home never phone. Never know, yeah. Well, we had kid phones also. Oh. Uh, you know, that was, yeah, we got that in high school. But anyway, so we'd stop, so people would stop calling my parents' phone. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so at, at nighttime, uh, either at a certain time, when they were younger, we'd say, okay, phone's got to be up maybe by nine o'clock. And so the phone would have to be put up. Uh, and by put up, that means it's not in their room. It's actually in our living room. We have a table uh, and, and they put it on that table. They plug it up, they charge it and, and they leave it there. Uh, and if, and then once they got older, it became okay when, you know, at, at bedtime or, uh, or if it started getting a little bit later, then we'd say, okay, 10 o'clock and, you know, put it up because they'll find every reason to stay on it sure. and stay up later. Uh, so we might have to say, okay, ten o'clock, put it, you know, put it up, and so that that's what what they do. I mean, they go and plug it up, and it's sitting in the living room. And that was a clear expectation from when they got the phone to yeah. have a conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. about oh, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, and, 
none of them liked it. I mean, they all thought no. it was stupid, right? I mean, it's like, I mean, it's a ridiculous rule. Why can't I just have it in my room? I like to listen to my music. Uh, you know, my, it's my alarm, my alarm's on it. You know, I mean, we've, we've heard all of those things. And, but it, just like if I were a teenager, I would have it in my room and I'd, you know, when the lights go off, they think I'm in bed. I'm picking the phone up and hiding under the covers with it. You know? I used to read comics. Yeah, there you go. It's <laughs> just a go. different version. Yeah, different version. Right. And so, so anyway, so they, they put it up. Um, now, of course, it's just, just Hannah Grace, you know, does that since she's the only one at home, but she doesn't fight it. Um, you know, and it's just, it's just the accepted rule in the house. And I think that's where for younger parents or younger families that we are trying to learn from and do it is if you start off that way, it's a lot easier than all of a sudden trying to go back. Did you right. ever see This Is 40? Is the movie with been a while. Yeah, yeah, but that's my scene I really like is they decide they're going to just completely go and freak out because the kid looks at something bad on the computer. Right. So they're like, we turn off the Wi-Fi. There's no Wi-Fi. Right, right. <laughs> like, it's gone. Yeah. We just completely got rid of it. <laughs> they tend to overreact when something bad happens right. instead of if you can be consistent throughout. Right. Cell phone contract is something we highly recommend. I'll put the link in the show notes again. We've put this out before, but what is that expectation of when you get that? It is a big privilege. It's not a right. right <laughs> it's not right, something right. everybody's guaranteed, yeah. but you have these things that when you give it to them, for us, it's the iPad right now. Of right. We check them in at our room. We have a docking station basically because of you guys. Right, that right. was something that really stuck with yeah. us 10, 11 years ago before we had kids. Yeah. But these are things of, okay, we're picking up stuff from parents that we want to be like, this is a right. great idea. Yeah. It helps to resist that temptation. We got it in Maui's closet, so it's not like they see it all the time. Right. And then whenever they get to check it out, they have to bring it back, and that's where it goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and, and again, I, I do want to emphasize, it's not that you're trying to be an overbearing or controlling or whatever parent. But, if, but again, if I had somebody that would have stepped in my life in high school and said, hey, maybe you should do things a little bit different that then there's choices that I, I probably would have avoided that were painful choices later on that maybe I would have avoided if somebody would have just said, Hey, let's put some, let's put some guardrails here. Protect you from yourself. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so it's not that you're trying to, you know, again, be overbearing or, or whatever. It's just that you're trying to say, let's put some guardrails here so that you're not going off the track. A great Andy Stanley series. We've used guardrails as a Guard servant oh, okay, series before. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. very, very good. Highly recommend yeah. go look it up. Yeah. So, so anyway, so that, Again, it's, it's, it's all about the perspective of, you know, I'm not trying to control my kid, but I'm, but I'm trying to give them enough freedom to make some decisions, but we also want to frame it in a way that says, how do we do this the most healthy way? Mm. You know, and if, if I see my kid go off on somebody, you know, and, and act in a way that uh, was, was sinful, hurtful, painful to somebody else, and I felt like they did that inappropriately, then, I mean, I would have a conversation about that with my, with my kid. If it's cell phones or whatever it is, you know, just being able to address it and say, hey, there's certain ways we do it and certain ways we don't and um, try to guide that way. So anyway, so yeah, so docking station uh, was, was one. Shout out to Jennifer. There. Yeah, Jennifer. That was Brilliant. Definitely there. It was, it was a good one. It was a good one. So, so we had that, um, you know, when they were younger, I mean, there were times that we would check, you know, and see, and I know, you know there's half the people listening to this are going to hate this and think we're ridiculous, but I mean, we would check and see, okay, what did, what kind of conversations were they having, you know, with others and, you know, and, and in some ways it gave us a temperature check on where, where are our kids right now? Because we don't see how they interact with people at school. We don't see how they interact on the ball fields. So right. You know, we don't see that. So um, you'd read text messages basically is that? So, yeah. So sometimes we'd read text messages, um, you know, maybe just look at, you know, what, what sites were they, were they looking at? Yeah. You know, uh, but the text messages, you know, we would, Look at those at times just to say, okay, are they interacting well? Are they handling, you know, conflict well? Are they, um, are they down and depressed? Are they, you know, I mean, how just kind of a temperature check? Where are they? Yeah. Of what we don't see. Uh, and again, I know some people just say that's ridiculous. You know, you button into their privacy and well it's funny because paul and stacy reeser we just had on it would be the episode last week that people could have listened to they said they didn't check in we talked about that yeah. and so it's not that this is the only way right. this is the gospel right but everybody's figuring it out and what you're comfortable with yeah. i think i personally when we get to that point would be more on the side of you of when you give them the phone this phone contract that we give says we have the right to read anything that right. you put because it's our phone yeah. you're using our phone that we're paying yeah, for yeah, yeah. and so it's just a difference of opinion it's not right or wrong it's not right. bad it's a Something that everybody has to figure out, but right. that's something that y'all chose to do. Yeah, and, and we told them that. It's not that, you know. We, yeah, you didn't sneak it. Yeah, we didn't sneak it. We just said, we said, look, at any time we can go. We, we, we have wanna, all your passwords. Yeah, we got your passwords. Um, you know, but, but at any time we could go and check. And, uh, you know, some of them didn't like it. Sure. You know, and, and just said, you know, that that's, 
again, it's stupid and it's, uh, you know, you're invading my invading privacy, my privacy big brother. all this kind of stuff <laughs> yeah, and, and all those kinds of things. But, um, but sometimes I think it was just more for us even just to be able to say, Hey, you know, where are they right now? And are they, yeah. you know, are they in a, in a circle that is not healthy? Or are they in a spot you go, yeah, things are going, things are going fine. And, and it's uh, built in accountability, right? I mean, we all act differently when we know that somebody else is going to see. Right. If there's somebody else that acknowledges and knows and is aware that there's the chance mom and dad could see this, you might think twice about right. mouthing off or saying something or. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'll, I'll use Landon as an example. Landon um, just said, dad, I, I know temptation's out there, you know, and, and it's going to be something that I'm going to struggle with. And, and so he said, can we put, and this was after camp, you know, he may not say it in normal day life, but sure. you know, at camp, I think somebody suggested, Hey, there's programs you can put on your phone yeah, uh, that will alert whoever you designate. It will alert them. If you go on websites, you shouldn't go on. Yeah. Or you're looking at stuff you shouldn't. Uh, and so, you know, it was on his phone and, and it would let me know, you know, if there was ever anything questionable, you know, on there. So, Sometimes it gets a little much, like I think he watched Suicide Squad one time. And so <laughs> I get this alert that he's looking up suicide, you know, um, kind of thing. But but it was, I mean, it was, it's a good accountability tool right. for them. And and again, I mean, you know, you talk about light and darkness. And, um, I mean, God says he's light and he exposes things in the darkness and, you know, brings them to light. And if you don't have anything to hide, you know, but it but it helps with the temptation just knowing – my dad may see this, yeah, you know, and and it, you know, and if something pops up or whatever, I mean, don't go hammer them, but I mean, have a conversation, have a conversation, right? You know, and and again, try to think back. If you were a teenager and your mom or dad came in and said something to you, how would you want them to approach you with it? Try to try to approach it that way. Some empathy, yeah, a little empathy. That's right. There you go. One thing we like to say around Simple Church is secrets make you sick. It's just a catchy way to say that. That's right. It'll definitely the light and the dark and stuff. It gets exposed. That's right. For sure. Because it all snowballs. I mean, you know, right. you start off with a little and then it just becomes bigger and it avalanches into something. And which a lot of us adults, I mean, can't handle that. But I mean, you get a kid who starts avalanching on and and you don't realize it, but it started with something little and then got bigger and bigger and bigger and nobody was there to help put the brakes on. But now you've got a bigger issue to deal with. Right. Anyway. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Well, Sean, time's flown by. This was great. Right. I think we got them all. Yeah, there you go. I appreciate you coming on and always sharing some wisdom and appreciate you talking. I know Jennifer hasn't been on yet. We're going to have to get her on because she's awesome, too. Gets a lot of credit for that. But thank you for coming, Sean. Thank you for all you've done over the years and continue to do in those lives of those students. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks, Evan.